31st of July, 2019, Sunday, 4.26. Ooh, just missed it, stoners. PM, my name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people and the strange things that they get up to. On this show, we take a couple of unbelievable and bizarre news stories and we try to figure out well, normally we pit them against each other and try to figure out how, who's out here doing life weirder, but I forgot to do that last week, and I didn't pit them against each other. So, whoops, and we'll move on. <laughs> Obviously, just wanted to say hello, everyone. It's great to be here, obviously. So kind of you to join me. I was at a party last night, and uh, right before this guy uh, was leaving, he goes... Your voice sounds familiar. Are you James from Slopfest? And I was like, I am. That's me. So, first of all, very special thank you to you, Cameron. And second of all, this is it. I've achieved it. This is celebrity status, obviously. Um, the podcast will now double in price, unfortunately. What's two times zero? Anyway, we'll figure that out. We'll do the maths later. Um, new perfume line dropping next week. I'm going to call it the Jimmy Stink. I am open to other names, although I am pretty sold on the Jimmy Stink. So uh, get your submissions in for what the fragrance should be called. Um, you know, this is the People's Podcast. So um, if you think you can do better than that, uh, I'd like to see you try. Sorry, the whole the celebrity status has very much gone to my head. Um, how about... How about we just jump into it this week? You know, right, let's skip the pleasantries and we'll just jump into it this week. Our first story here, a man, Colombian man, trying to sneak, let me get my phone here, trying to sneak more than a pound of cocaine into Spain was caught with the package hidden under his toupee, a Spanish police officer <laughs> told NPR. The, I mean, please, please, if you do anything, Please go to slopfestpod.com. Go to the latest episode. You need to see what this guy looks like trying to hide a pound of cocaine under his toupee. Um, it is the greatest. <laughs> it's the best. You have to see it. Uh, the extra carry-on bag. See, new journalists and shit, they're just getting bored and they're like, turning into a bunch of yucksters. A couple of jokesters out here. Um, the extra carry-on bag was taped to the top of the 65-year-old man's head, creating a very bizarre look as he disembarked from a flight arriving in Barcelona from Bogota. Pretty sure I'm saying that right. Did watch two seasons of Narcos. Is there three seasons of Narcos? I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, the third one. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. The National Police said it wasn't necessarily the Snooky-like bump that gave him away. That's a dated reference at this point. The Snooky-like bump. There is an entire generation, multiple generations perhaps, of people who have no idea what that means. I'm assuming. Uh, he had tried to disguise it under a hat, but rather his lack of... Wait, the National Police said it wasn't necessarily the Snooky-like bump that gave him away. He had tried to disguise it under a hat. Go look at this picture. There is no fucking way that he's going to rock toupee over bag of coke plus hat just with the toupee it looks insane there's no way you could put a hat on top of it you would it it'd be like a beacon that says cocaine here or definitely something hidden under this hat and hair please please check it out right now um but rather his lack of chill uh, apparently he wasn't keeping it too cool and if you see this picture uh you can tell why the unidentified man who was dressed in a blue and white collared shirt and matching blue vest was behaving suspiciously as he made his way through El Prat Airport last month. There's no way to stay cool with this fucking shit under your hair when it looks this motherfucking goofy. His toupee was very curious. <laughs> but agents there have a lot of expertise and they pay attention to people's attitude. Yeah, um... The guy who definitely looks like he's hiding something under his toupee also looks suspicious. Ooh, a lot of detective work going into this one. <laughs> the, 
his nervousness was very noticeable as he uh, was about to pass the security checkpoint. Again, please, slopfestpod.com, go look at this picture. You would be absolutely terrified as well. You'd be like, guys, please, please, can we put the cocaine up my butt? There's no, I guys, there's no way I'm going to be able to walk through with this. It looks like I've got a bag under my hair. <laughs> it didn't take long to find the stash containing 503 grams of cocaine, which police estimated would be worth about 30,000 euros, more than 33,000 US. So what's that? 33,000 US hmm, at the current exchange rate. So probably a million dollars. I know it's a podcast, so you've got to have words, okay? But there are there there isn't, at least in the English language that I'm aware of, there aren't the right words to describe how this picture looks. <laughs> it is. Let me actually um, pull it up. Give me two seconds just because I'm in my show notes, so I don't have the picture. This is my bad. Uh, stalling, looking it up. Cocaine. I'm just going to type in cocaine hair. Could have gone with toupee, but didn't do that. Oh, there he is. There he is. My beautiful cocaine prince. Um. <laughs> I can't. You have to see it. The toupee is sitting a good 10 centimeters above where it should be it's ludicrous there's no way how did they think that they would get away with this it's so goofy it's so goofy it actually might have looked less strange if they'd have just tried to turn the actual bag of cocaine strapped to his head into like a hat like just taken the little baggie of coke that was or the big baggie of coke that's sitting on his head and just super glued on like a brim for a snapback cap, it would have looked less suspicious, honestly. The toupee is fucked. <laughs> oh, man. This is my theory as to why cocaine is so expensive. You know, goofy import strategies. <laughs> is coke expensive? I, I have no idea. Um, that's, our, that's our first contestant. That's our first story for this week. Our beautiful, beautiful cocaine prince uh, with... Quite frankly, the dopest hair in the game. I'm calling it right now. Hashtag dopest hair in the game. Got a next story here. Our second story. And, you know, going into this story, I just want to say, love. Don't you love to be in love? (laughs) Hey, I got a question for you. Is there someone out there that you love? That you really love? That you wake up thinking about? You go to sleep also thinking about them <laughs> and you just love being in love you're just so in love and you know love as you would know you know if you're in love you know love makes you do crazy things it'll make you stand outside a window you know with a boom box at midnight playing your crush's favorite song you know it'll make you make a, a mixtape of all when you make a mixtape, do you make a do you make it of your favorite songs and you go, "Hey, you might like these." Or are you making a mixtape of songs that specifically you like but they might also like? Is the mix who's the mixtape for? Is it about the is it the songs I love or is it me trying to make a list of songs that you might love? Let me know at Slotfest Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You know, it'll make you make a mixtape custom cover art you know as this show has come to teach us custom cover art is the best and uh, these seem to all be very you know very relatable obviously and also 80s and 90s romantic comedy methods but hey nonetheless there are many ways to skin a cat and also don't uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it and there's nothing broke about mixtapes ah I was going to say, except for the fact that they might not have anywhere to play it. Maybe the 2019 version is a mix playlist. Yeah. Doesn't work as good, does it? (laughs) Hey, babe. 
What do you, yeah, what do you do then? Sorry, I know now I'm getting hung up on this idea. Do you like do you write a, a URL? <laughs> or or Hey, wrote you a little made you up a little mix playlist. It's called Jimmy's Hits 2019 for Laura. Love you, Laura. It's on Spotify. Go check it out. Um, anyway, anyway. Or you could bust out some 2019 shit and do what this guy did. Okay. If you're in love, you want to do something romantic. Maybe, you know, you've got a crush. Here's some 2019 shit for you. A 65-year-old man has admitted to making a fake bomb threat in the hope of getting a date with a flight attendant. Look, I know what you're thinking. Genius move. And I'm also right there with you. (laughs) Hey. It's... Love is explosive sometimes. And you can't make bomb threats at airports, dog. Or anywhere. Why just airport? My sentence should have finished with, you can't make bomb threats. End of... End of... Sentence. End of sentence. End of story. But love, it makes you do crazy things, doesn't it? (laughs) Your Honor, my defendant would like to argue today that he was drunk on love and high on life. (laughs) Get out of here. I'm sick of doing Southern Dandy Lawyer. Anyway, the Serbian man, sorry, my apologies. Let's get back to the very serious issue at hand here. The Serbian man's telephone call caused Lufthana's flight again. You know I don't read the stories beforehand. Okay, I read up until a certain point, and I'm really bad with geography. Even you're you're probably thinking places in the world, even places in my city. Someone will say to me like, "Oh, you know, um, uh, Stanley Street," and I'm just like, "Nah." And I could drive on it every goddamn day. Oh, yeah, it's just up near the uh, gr- uh, PA hospital. Oh, I don't, don't remember where that one is. I'm sorry. You know, I'm fucked with, like, locations and stuff. And also names are shit, okay? I apologize. I understand that I'm a flawed person. I'm a flawed human being with flaws. And remembering the name being able to say names correctly isn't one of my strong suits or geography or maths okay there's a lot of stuff i'm not good at the serbian man's telephone call caused lafthana's flight lh1411 sure you all needed to know that and be that specific to be evacuated on thursday before it takes off from belgrade to frankfurt Wonderful sausages in Frankfurt. (laughs) All 130 passengers and five crew members had to leave the aircraft while it was searched by a special police squad and sniffer dogs. The man, who has not been named, had met two flight attendants and invited them for dinner, but they refused. What, dog? Here I am talking about going to extreme lengths when you're in love. And meanwhile, this dude is just propositioning fucking two flight attendants, by the way. But they refused. He invited two flight attendants to dinner and they were like, no, thank you. So clearly the next step, the next logical step in that series of events is to call in a bomb threat. Jesus Christ. He confessed to the hoax in a court on Saturday saying he had especially liked one of the women, and after he failed to track her down at her hotel... Excuse me? What? He confessed to the hoax in a court on Saturday, saying he had especially liked one of the women, and after he failed to track her down at her hotel, he made a desperate bid to keep her in the country. Can we take a fucking second to unpack that? He said that in a courtroom, by the way. Um, is there a law against this? Hello, stalker? Hello? Anyone? Yes, Your Honor. 
Yawn on my defendant. He, he's back again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yawn on my defendant would like to say that he took a particular fancy to one of the darling flight attendants. And he really, he ramps up his accent now and then, doesn't he? It's very, it's like waves. Oh, I was going to do the in waves, that song. Never mind. Very niche metal joke. Um, Yarn and my defendant would just like to say that while he did proposition two of the flight attendants, he took a particular fancy to one of them. And after failing to track her down at the hotel, he was chasing after her in a taxi that he'd hijacked. And that's in a different court case, Yarn. Don't want to go throw my defendant under the bus, Yarn, but. I'm also representing him in that case anyway, moving forward. And he tracked her down at the hotel. There are three hotels in this particular area. And he wasn't able to find the exact room that she was in. Although he did knock on several hundred doors that evening. He failed to track her down at her hotel. The guy who's like, hey, you two, come to dinner with me. No? All right. No worries. Well, I'll ask just one of them again, but at her hotel. So I'll follow her back to her hotel. The guy that propositioned her on the flight or that asked her to dinner on the flight. uh, Couldn't find her. Well, like the film Serendipity. You know, this is my chance. I've got, this is my love. It's not real. If you've seen Serendipity, that doesn't relate at all, does it? Because they, she's like, oh, you know, if this comes back to you and then puts it in the book, the book for him, also the money for him. Is it the glove for her? It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen Serendipity. Very Okay, anyway. Then he calls in a bomb threat. Can we just lock him up anyway for all of this? He's a danger to himself and everyone else, Yana. And I would like... Why is his lawyer turned on him? Holy shit. Anyway, sorry. Getting back to it. The police traced his call after he made the threat and was arrested a day later. A spokesperson for the prosecutor told Serbian media that the prosecution asked for him to be kept in custody... custody pending charges of causing panic and disorder. I would also like him to be kept in custody, pending charges of uh, stalking and creepiness, public creepiness. That should be one. Private creepiness. I don't know. (laughs) Or private creepiness. Public creepiness. Let's just go with that one. And stalking and insanity and crazy and help. Fucking dudes are buck wild, aren't they? Just there's no there's no scenario. Can you imagine if they like got together off the back? Like that's their meet cute, you know? In a film where oh we ran into each other because we both were changing podcasts on our iPods at, while we were going for our morning run, and we ran into each other, and uh she got one of my AirPods and I got one of hers, and we later tracked each other down and exchanged them. Ah, that's our meet cute, you know. Very 500 days of summer. This is 50 shades of nightmare fuel. Yeah, what happened was, um, well, I was uh, on a flight from Belgrade to Frankfurt. A little pause there as I scrolled up in my notes. And, you know, I saw... This beautiful visage, sorry, two beautiful, oh, ethereal women, just transcending time and beauty. Yes, your mum, they got married and had kids in this scenario, I guess. Your mother, yes, and also her best friend, uh, also strange, and... Later, I thought, you know what? I really only like one of them. And that was your mum. So after failing to track her down at her hotel and 
boy did I try caused a diversion at the airport snuck behind the counter you know typed in the the flight details tried to pull up the staff listings so who was rostered on for that evening tried to find a contact number there was none listed found a hotel okay perfect get the address went down there <laughs> so many rooms at this hotel though so it's pretty difficult to track someone down did spend the whole night knocking on all the doors though um that's neither here nor there and so i thought you know i can't let this woman leave the country i have to keep her here like a like a prisoner you know so i called in i called in a little bit of a bomb threat to the to the flight to the airport and um you know she was presumably uh grounded for several days and I was arrested a day later, but you know, sometimes love finds a way and hopefully the justice system finds a way and prison finds a way and goodbye to you, crazy man. Now, <laughs> sorry, but that's fucking insane. Anyway, our final story. Teen news. It's teen time. Oh hey guys, I just I just kick flipped in on my cool new uh, sk- uh, skateboard. It's teen time. Four Maryland teenagers who snuck into their high school campus the night before graduation last year and covered it in racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic graffiti were caught because their phones automatically connected to the school's Wi-Fi. Ring a ding ding! Another point for technology. Fuckhead teens. Sorry. I don't mean to lump all teens into the same basket. I'm sure there are a lot of tubular teens out there. But in this particular case, we've got four total fuckheads. Seth Taylor, Tyler Curtis, Joshua Schaefer, and Matthew Lipp were convicted of vandalism and hate crime charges in March. Their sentences ranging from 8 to 18 weekends in jail. 8 to 18 weekends in jail in jail just wanted to reiterate that these and again please slopfestpod.com go check out these three kids who totally don't look like white supremacists um (laughs) they've got a they've got a particular look about them that says that we would definitely write hate speech all over a school um eight to 18 weekends in jail just wanted to reiterate that The teens were wearing their caps and gowns when they were arrested on the morning of May 24th, 2018, after the vandalism was discovered, just as families arrived for an award ceremony at Glenelg High School in Glenelg, Maryland. Of course, crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does, everyone knows that. Very, very specific reference there, and if you know what I'm talking about, and didn't have to Google it, you win a prize. <laughs> Tweet me. Uh, the boys had covered their faces when they carried out the crime. Of course, as you do. They didn't realize that their individual student IDs would be recorded when their cell phones connected automatically to the Wi-Fi at 11.35 p.m. on May 23rd. Didn't think about that one. Nor would you really. That's, man, tech- hey, gather it. Hey, technology, right? Uh, Taylor would later say that the teens meant to spray paint class of 2018, but the senior prank flew out of control. Um, got a little bit off the rails, um, as you'll hear, but just to clarify, a couple of rowdy boys broke into their school and their, their intention was to spray paint class of 2018, Okay, and it just it just flew out of control. All right. Instead, the four men tagged the campus with crude penis drawings, swastikas, KKK, Jews, fags, the N-word, and the word fuck over and over. Why just the word fuck? And why just the word Jews? All of that seems very confusing to me. And this and and Swasti, it, it, it's so strange. Like, hey guys, you know how we broke in here to ride class of twenty eighteen? Yeah, Tyler, 
I'm going to write fuck instead. <laughs> what? You're off the chain, Chad. Chad's off the chain again. Hey, guys. Yeah, Seth? As I scroll up to remember their names. Yeah, Seth? Look what I've done. It's a dick. <laughs> guys, we're supposed to be writing class in 2018. I've already written class. Ah, oh, I'll just put the N word over here next. I think. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing over there, Matt? A swastika. What is? Ha hey guys, what is happening right now? I can't believe that we came out here at eleven thirty-five p.m. and we just like wearing masks and stuff, and we thought, let's just write class twenty eighteen like a couple of rowdy boys, and now we're now we're writing naughty stuff. What are you doing? What are you doing over there, Josh? What have you done? I wrote the word Jews. Oh, this is the type of this is the type of shenanigans that us four would definitely get up to. This is crazy. This is cra Seth, have you written KKK? I sure did. Oh, guys, this has flown out of control. Oh, I wrote the N word again. Just over here, yeah. Oh. This night is one to remember. Oh, what a crazy evening we're happening. We're having here on May 23rd at 11.35 p.m. Oh, I can't wait to graduate tomorrow. What do you think college is going to be like? I wrote another N-word over here, just again, as you can see that. Wrote that over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these are the memories I'm going to look back on when I'm older. Just these fun, rowdy times with my boys. Good stuff. Fucking... Dumb asses. Principal David Burton, who is black, estimates that they that there were more than 100 markings in total left on sidewalks, walls, trash cans, and lunch tables. For the principal, the most jarring marker was one that said, Burton is a... And then the N-word, obviously. How do you fucking, like, honestly... Ugh. These edgy, oh, it's so edgy. Hey, guys, this just, you know, again, you know how we snuck out here to, to write Class of 2018? Well, you know how Principal Burton is black. I'm going to write the N-word and say, and say he's that. Fucking just like, why, 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 why is the N-word... I think just because it's shocking, like it's still shocking to people, like people are still disgusted when someone says it and teens are like, oh, did you see the reaction I got out of that? I'm going to do it forever. Uh, Burton 50 recounted the horror, dis the horror discovery to the Washington Post in a feature published Tuesday. He was on his way to work. Uh, on the morning of May 24th, when the assistant principal called him and began ranting about graffiti on campus, saying, it's everywhere. What was supposed to be a proud day for the principal and Glenelg turned into a nightmare as he surveyed the sea of slurs across the school. Glenelg High School is the majority, uh, is the only majority white school in Howard County, a diverse Maryland suburb between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore that frequently lands on national best places to live lists. Burton had often referred to the area as Pleasantville due to its impressive reputation as an inclusive community with great schools. His perception changed drastically after the indisputable hate crime. Burton retreated into his office to compose himself as school staff worked to cover as much of the graffiti as they could before students and parents arrived on campus. <sighs> Burton rewrote the speech he was planning to give at the ceremony before touching base with police about what they'd found on security footage. He took the stage and looked at the 260 seniors clad in red caps and gowns, certain that the vandals were among them. We're not going to let this ruin your celebration, Burton told the students, 20 of whom were black. Seth Taylor told his version to the Washington Post as well, remembering how he tried to hide under his cap and gown as Burton gave his speech. F like... This Seth Taylor kid, like, who clearly later ratted out everyone, I'm assuming, because he's, you know, giving quotes and shit uh, in, in this article. But it's just like, you, yeah, you should be fucking hanging your head in shame. This is fucking disgusting.
Oh, guys, it's so funny how we're writing this together. Oh, man. Oh, I didn't even think about how, the, how this would affect others. Oh, man. So funny and fun. He attempted to quell his anxiety by convincing himself that there was no way he and his friends could be caught since they've covered their faces. The plan to vandalize the school had come together while Taylor was at his friend Matt Lipp's house along with Jess Schaefer and Tyler Curtis. Taylor said he was the only one in the group who wasn't downing Bud Light beers when the senior prank discussion came up. Taylor, shut the f- shut up. I get that you fucking rat fuck. Sorry. I know that all of this is disgusting, obviously. Heinous, indefensible, absolutely disgusting their crimes and everything that they did. But this guy's like ratting out shit that like doesn't need to be out there. Uh, and hey, everyone, just just to clarify, when we were coming up with the prank, I was the only one not illegally drinking beer. Yeah, that's right. I was sober while everyone else was also doing another crime, illegally drinking Bud Lights. Not me, though. Not Seth. Jesus Christ. You know, that this is someone who's looking for every avenue to paint themselves in a better light by throwing everyone else under the bus. And f- those people, fuck, I don't know. There's something about those people that almost comes off worse in a way because they did the totally shitty fucking thing and then also they're just ratting everyone out and, well... Well, no, because then I was like, well, then, you know, maybe it's good because now we know that it happened. But they would have found out either way because their thing automatically connected to the Wi-Fi. Taylor said he was the only one in the group who wasn't downing Bud Light beers when the senior prank discussion came up. Rat. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. But still, he didn't need to say that. He didn't need to say that. He's trying to make himself look better. And that, I think, is why I don't like it so much. Because he's actively trying to make himself look better like the better person in this situation when he isn't. You're just as shit as they are, if not shittier. Suggestions including supergluing locks and releasing three pigs into the school were floated before someone proposed the much more simple plan to spray paint class of 2018. I don't think that like that was part of it at all, ever. I think what they did was what they planned to do. And now they're saying like, oh no, we just wanted to say class of 2018. Except that you didn't spray paint that anywhere. And also there was just a massive KKK and swastikas and N-words though. Minutes later, the boys armed themselves with spray paint and drove to a church by the school where they tied t-shirts over their faces before sprinting to campus. They emblazoned the three words they'd planned on the sidewalk, but Schaefer wasn't done. Okay, so they did they did write it and he was like, oh, I'm too juiced on spray painting. I've got to write other stuff. Taylor said he watched as uh, his friend began writing, Burton is an N-word. I wish I said something like, this is stupid, guys. It's not worth it. We could actually get in trouble for this, Taylor told the Post more than a year later. Everyone was doing it. He didn't realize the consequences, he said, of his failure to speak up. It was just spray paint. It just happened. It is all a blur. It's just, guys, that the hate speech that I spewed all across campus the day before 260 of my classmates and their friends and families would come to this school to celebrate our graduation. It's just spray paint. Get over it. Jesus. Surveillance video submitted to the court during their trial captured each of the boys' contributions to the graffiti. Schaefer smeared the principal, lip-targeted Jewish, gay, and black people. Curtis painted two swastikas, and Seth drew swastikas, uh, fags, and KKK. At the end of the seven-minute spree, the teens swore that they would never confess. Hours later, Taylor went back on his promise. He was sitting in the award ceremony when the school's athletic director approached him and said, Seth, you need to come with me. Two police officers waiting outside the auditorium escorted Taylor to school resource officer Steve Willingham's office. Security footage from the night was up on the TV screen, paused on Taylor's figure. Willingham asked him, do you know why you're here? Yes, he replied. What happened? 
things got out of hand. Things just got out of hand. I was under the impression we were going to do a prank and it got bad. Taylor was the only one of the four boys who immediately admitted to the vandalism. He would later learn that Willingham questioned him first on purpose because he suspected Taylor would be the most likely to come clean. Oh, oh, what a burn. Teacher burn. I know this is a bit of like a, a bit of a more serious story, this one. But th- this this dude's fucking teacher looked at him and said, you know what? I think it was these four kids. And I think Seth is the bitch. I think if anyone's going to cave, it's going to be this kid. Let's bring him in. I guarantee he folds. And he did, though. (laughs) He did. He wasn't wrong. Oh, man. Questioned him first on purpose because he suspected Taylor would be the most likely to come clean is the perfect way of saying this bitch is gonna crack. Oh, In the end, the other three's denials didn't matter as the school Wi-Fi system recorded them online at the time of the crime. All four suspects were arrested and charged with vandalism, destruction of property, and a hate crime, punishable by up to six years in prison. Ah, you know, but instead, eight to 18 weekends in jail, no biggie. Two of them tried to have the hate crime charges dismissed under the First Amendment, but the free speech argument didn't hold up. I'm allowed to write hate, hate speech and slurs all over a school if I want. First Amendment rights. Schaefer was the first to be sentenced on March 8th. He received three years of probation, 250 hours of community service, and 18 consecutive weekends in Howard County Jail. Lip was sentenced to 16 weekends, followed by Taylor with nine, Curtis with eight. I'm guessing it's depending upon what they wrote and how much of it they wrote, I'm guessing. They will all be eligible to have the hate crime expunged from their records after they complete probation. Uh, Lip filed an appeal, still arguing his First Amendment right was violated. In the wake of the scandal, Burton Creek, sorry, Burton created a task force of diverse students to improve the school's climate and make it a safe place for marginalized groups. Every freshman is now required to complete an empathy workshop. Fuck yeah. When Burton arrives at the school for graduation this year, there was no graffiti waiting for him. Well, this concludes the story and also begins the portion of the program where we decide who's out here doing life weirder. And quite frankly, it was going to be the guy. (laughs) It was definitely going to be the guy who called in the bomb threat. I still really want it to be him because it's so... Teens doing... I have to. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to go with the guy with as much as disgusting as what these kids did and just reprehensible, totally intolerable. Everything they did, indefensible, which, I mean, the fact that they're trying to appeal their charge... Like, take your fucking charge because you did the shitty fucking thing and just like... I don't know. I just don't... I don't get the, the... People finding it, oh, it's so funny to say the N-word. Oh, it's so funny to write homophobic and racial slurs. Oh, edgy. Fucking. Anyway. In terms of weirdness, it's, it's, sorry, it's, for me, it's gotta be the dude. If it was who's the biggest pieces of shit, these kids win hands down. But the fact that this guy went, like, he tried to track her down at her hotel. And then his his only response next was, well, I know. I'll call in a bomb threat. And that way she can't leave. That's insane. Who thinks of that? I can't even, I can't even begin to think that that would be the next logical step. So it's got it's gonna have to be the sixty-five-year-old man taking his flight to Frankfurt who called in the bomb threat. I mean, it's it's in, it's absolutely insane. You are a crazy person. <laughs> uh 
that is almost going to do it. Ooh, it's a long one again. I know, I'm sorry, I apologize. Look, this show is all about trying to understand people, you know, why they do what they do. And I just feel like what better way to get a deeper understanding of people than by, you know, putting, let's put our finger on the pulse of the cultural and societal pulse, okay? We want to know what people are really thinking. We want to know what people are really up to, what's really motivating what they're doing. we got to put our finger on the pulse. How do we do that? With a segment called Finger on the Pulse, but also it's misconnections. This first one is titled, Help Me Improve My Lovemaking. Look, you know, me and you, we're, we're smart enough people, okay? We can we can put our heads together and help this person improve their lovemaking, I'm sure. You know, two intelligent people br- brainstorming, we're forming, now we're storming. I think there's another point. There's like five points of like creating a group to brainstorm. We're in the brainstorming part. Let's see what they have to say. Hey, I'm a 20-year-old who's been with a few girlfriends, but none really wanted to do anything besides missionary. Any lovely lady out there want to introduce me into how fun playtime can be? Hit me up with your age and no guys or services. I'm in Yonkers, New York, but I have a car, so we can meet up wherever. This seems, you know, we all want to improve. I mean, the 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 self-improvement uh, industry. It's like a multi-billion dollar industry. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't look at any figures. Multi-million, maybe? I'm going to say multi-billion. Between the online courses, the books, the DVDs, the tapes, the audio books, the... You know what I mean? Like, the the courses where you actually go to them, all of that's the seminars. Self-improvement is just... It's massive. And, you know, some people want to improve, you know, their productivity at work. Maybe some people trying to step up their health game. You know, I just bought some turmeric pills today for $17. Praying to God that that helps me out with my awful hereditary inflammation issues. Um, Did we get a little too close to home on that? Perhaps. But hey, I'm just saying we're all dealing with shit, okay? And we're all trying to, we're all just trying to learn stuff. And this guy just wants to perfect perfect his fuck game a little bit. You know, you got a fuck game, you want to make it better. How do you do it? Well, you need, you need someone to teach you. You need a fuck coach. Oh my God, did we just create a new industry? Is fuck coaching... Okay, to save your Google history, I am going to... Close my notes really quick. <laughs> I'm going to open up an incognito tab on my phone. And I'm going to type in, let's go sex coach. Let's don't go with fuck coach because that's, that's g- gross. It, it, it tarnishes it a little bit is what I'm trying to say. Um, let's see. Sex therapy and counseling, sex therapist and relations, expert sex therapist, um, sex coaching Brisbane, hands-on training for men, women, and couples. Okay, so it is an industry. Forgive me, okay? I thought we were on to something new here. I should have remembered it's 2019. Everyone has done everything. At this point, there's nothing new. All you can do is iterate. You can just be the best sex coach. So, you know, what what what, what are we learning? People are trying to perf- get better at things. Okay, that's good. We've got our finger on the social and cultural pulse. This is good to know. Uh, you know, and some people want to perfect their fuck game. Totally, totally understandable. Got this next one here, uh, Upper East Side. Is both from New York, apparently. It was this evening that you ran into my life. Literally, you were just doing your cool off... You were just doing your cool off walk after your jog. Okay, sorry. It took me a second to understand that because it was gym speak. 
And obviously, I don't really hang out at the gym too much. <laughs> Not only was it pouring rain, but I was willing to shower you in compliments as well. Oh, okay. I don't like where this is going. Beauty, even as you're working out. Needless to say, I can definitely appreciate and handle you on your worst day. And I'm not even wanting just your best days. Okay. And so I feel like we're sort of, we're walking deeper into a dark room. You know what I mean? You get that sort of unsettling feeling because you don't know what's in here, what's going to happen, what's coming. Okay. As soon as we were within speaking distance, I spoke these words to you. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. They're at the gym. He's seen this lady that he likes. He gets within speaking distance and he says this. Hello, beautiful. Can I massage your feet after your run? You turned to respond, but I wasn't prepared for it. None of my subtle approaches ever work when it comes to picking up women. <laughs> Which is why I had to resort to listing this as a misconnection. I'm dying to know what you said. And hell, I'm dying to know if you'll take me up on my offer. So he... I think what happened... It's clear... It's pretty clear to me what happened there. He went up to a total stranger uh, in a place where someone should be able to go just to do what they're doing and like not, you know, be propositioned by someone. You know, like a gym or a grocery store. Just yeah, your normal everyday shit, right? Okay, um, it's totally normal if you strike up a conversation or whatever, you know what I mean? But like going up with a line and this, we're talking about this situation, okay? This shit is weird and kind of unacceptable. He walked up to a total stranger and said, hello, beautiful. Um, just when you're done with your run there, can I massage your feet? And the reason that he didn't take in what she said is because she punched him in the fucking side of the head and it just rocked him for a second and his ears are ringing and he's dazed and he's like, sorry, I didn't hear, I didn't catch what you said because she fucking clocked you on, you goddamn weird. Again, try, just trying to what, I know that <laughs> not supposed to be throwing out two cents on this one. We're just trying to understand, you know, what people are out in the world doing. And we're trying to understand, you know, why would they do that? Well, in this case, it's clear you're a creep. That's why you did it. Now, what should you do? Because again, all about improvement. All about improvement, this section of the podcast. Um, stop doing that. Never do it again. Don't ever say that ever again, ever to anyone that you don't know um, and are having just a, particularly an initial conversation with. Never open any conversation with a brand new person with, hello, beautiful, can I massage your feet when you're done with your run? Uh, so I hope we learned something today is, uh, is what I'm saying. <sighs> I mean, come on. Can, can, can you not? It's too much, isn't it? It's too, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. 50 minutes we're at jesus i apologize we ran a little over shedge and in my mind i came into today's episode going absolutely we're sticking to 30 minutes a, a cool 30 and we're out of here and uh i've accidentally hit you with 51 minutes of shit so uh thank you so much for coming and listening head over to slotfestpod.com to get in-depth show notes bespoke cover artwork you know and to see images for, for this and other shows, for all the stuff that we talked about, you've got to see this dude's toupee. You've got to see this toupee, dog. Promise me you'll go see this toupee. It's fucking buck wild. Um, socials. At Slopfest Podcast. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, slop a follow on those if you want to know when new episodes go live. And also to have a bloody chat. Submit your weird stories. A lot of people um, just submit them through Facebook Messenger. And I peep them out and we get them in the show. So, uh, or if you want to stop by and have a chat, just do, hey, do whatever you want. You know, it's 2019. I'm putting myself out there on the internet. I'm making a thing. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And, you know, if you want to have a chat, let's have a bloody chat. Why not? If you don't want to, you know, that as well. <laughs> I mean, every let's face it, every podcast I listen to, I'm 
I'm like lurking anyway. That's what they call. Do you know that's what they call people who like don't interact with the things that they like online? Like, I don't know. Like, it, let's say you watch like a YouTube channel, but you never comment or whatever. You're a lurker, apparently. I don't know if that's if that goes for all media or if that's just like a like a live streaming thing or like a YouTube thing. I don't know, but you know, I don't. You know, I'm guilty of not, you know, writing comments and stuff. Anyway, anyway, uh, have a chat if you want to. Don't if you don't. Either way, I'm just appreciative that you're, you know, showing up here each week. I'm going to be showing up here each week for you, giving you something to listen to, something to giggle along with. <laughs> giggle along with. Oh, aren't I good at endings and beginnings and middles? Um... But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being on this weird and wacky, wonderful journey with me. Uh, I do very much appreciate it. And um, what's this? Episode 32. Share it with a friend, family, loved one, co-worker, a fellow podcast fan or someone who's into, you know, weird news, weird stories or just, man, fascinated by people. People just out here in the world doing some fucking crazy shit. It's Buck Wild. Uh, come back for episode 33. And uh, I'll be here every Monday. That's the plan. The plan is Monday releases. I'll be here every Monday. See you next time.